0: Welcome to Capital Link's company presentation series. I am Nicholas Bornos of Capital Link, and I would like to welcome you all to Capital Link's company presentation series. We have with us today the management of Safe Bulkers, who are going to discuss their company's strategy and the sector. <coughs> A reminder about the disclaimer that this is not a solicitation to transact in any securities. It's not meant to be investment advice or advice of any kind, and it's purely for informational purposes. Uh, In terms of logistics, um, there will be a slide presentation followed by a live Q&A session. Um, There is uh, a Q&A button at the bottom of your screen, and please, the participants can submit questions anytime they want during the, the session and uh, they will be answered to um, after the slide presentation. Uh, and uh, this um, session will be available uh, as an archive for business upon demand later on. And with this, I will turn it over to Mr. Lucas Bamparis, the president of the company, and uh, Mr. Thanas Antonakis, the assistant CFO and chief compliance officer. And I think we may be joined also by Kostandino Tandamopoulos, uh, the CFO. Thank you.
1: Hello, thank you, Nicolas, uh, for this uh, presentation. And uh, we're happy to to make a quick uh, presentation of our company. Uh, This time this year, we have started in 2023 amid uh, global uh, concerns, uh, wars, etc. So it's good that we are able to communicate with our investors and uh, be able to to say a few thoughts about how we see the present situation, uh, the company, the market, and uh, uh, the status of the <coughs> <coughs> sorry, and the status of the competition. Uh, if Costa if uh, we can go to the next slide. Uh, we see that uh, presently the chapter market is quite uh, uh, weak. And uh, it's uh, something that should be anticipated, it's not something that uh, does not happen during a such period, we, we are uh, very close to the Chinese New Year and the market uh, is performing uh, quite, uh, the activity is very low in, uh, in both sectors, in uh, Capes and in, uh, in, in Panamax. Uh, if we go to the next slide, uh, here we can see certain uh, things about uh, certain information about uh, the commodities. Uh, the important thing is that there is a, an uncertainty and monetary uh, squeeze, uh, which is uh, which reflects the actual situation worldwide. We have. Uh, a, we have tightened uh, the monetary policies. Uh, we have the war in Ukraine. Uh, we have concerns about uh, GDP. Uh, generally, as we see here, the GDP growth is, uh, um, is reduced for uh, major economies and uh, for the world. Uh, we have embargoes uh, in Russia. Uh, uh, so uh, we start this year with the demand uh, a a weaker than uh, usual. Uh, However, we expect that during this year, the the demand in terms of uh, growth will be 1.1% in terms of the transportation capacity, in terms of ton miles by 1.5%. If we go to the next slide, the important thing is uh, the supply. And uh, this uh, slide shows our thesis about uh, the supply of the fleet, you see that uh, the, let's say, the medium-sized vessels, Panamax, super-Panamax, is aging. Uh, We have uh, more than uh, 15 years, uh, about uh, 25% of the fleet. Uh, The order book is uh, generally uh, quite low compared to historic uh, numbers that we have seen the past decade. And and, uh, we can see also the the mix of Japanese to Chinese uh, vessels, Uh, it's almost, uh, uh, in the dry bulk sector, it's almost shared, half of them, half of the fleet is uh, produced in Japan and the other half of uh, China. We have, let's say, a small uh, number of vessels produced in uh, South Korea and in other places. If we go to the next slide, uh, we can see here the the basic uh, uh, operational characteristic of uh, how we go uh, along. The important thing is that uh, uh, we have entered in an era of, uh, since the 1st of January 2023, we have entered into an era of uh, uh, new regulations in relation to greenhouse gas emissions. And uh, as we all know, uh, a large number of ships uh, does not uh, comply with any of the phases, phase one or phase two or phase three of the IMO. Uh, each phase means uh, a reduction of uh, uh, by 10, 20 or 30% reduction of the uh, CO2 emissions uh, compared to 2011. 11 And uh, you can see here that basically uh, we have uh, zero phase three vessels, uh, uh, some phase two vessels, uh, a a little bit more uh, phase uh, one vessels, but uh, there's also a vast majority which uh, does not comply with any phase. And also in this, uh, um, in in, in all such ships, uh, we will have the EXI regulation uh, being uh, implemented, which means that uh, a reduction of power uh, by 20% will be required to all vessels. If we go to the next slide, uh, you see here also another uh, characteristic about the market, is the fuel-oil differential uh, between the very low sulfur fuel oil and the HFO. And uh, this uh, is, giving, uh, uh, is giving quite good profits in investors equipped with, uh, uh, with scrubbers. Uh, and uh, in, the, the, in the 2023, we have uh, uh, 180 uh, dollars price differential <coughs> per metric tonne, and uh, 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 today is uh, 214 uh, uh, dollars per tonne. The important thing here is that uh, uh, our most uh, heavy vessels, uh, like our capes and our post panel are equipped with scrubbers. Uh, and uh, this gives the opportunity to make additional profits on the basis of the uh, of this price differential but we will uh, say all these things a little bit later in our next slides so if we will go to the next slide we say we uh, we make a summary of the uh, market takeaways uh, we have uh, increased uh, volatility because of the geopolitical disruptions in uh, tight monetary policy. Uh, there is uh, generally weak demand, uh, uh, which uh, is related to the concerns about the growth of the global economy. <clears throat> the fleet is aging, the, the tribal fleet is aging. There is a low order, uh, order book. And uh, this, uh, uh, these two factors may affect uh, the uh, the recovery uh, of, of which we believe probably that we are at a very early stage. Uh, additional requirements that are placed is the performance uh, for ESG framework and Paris agreements and adheres with the environmental regulations. Uh, the, the supply uh, the supply and demand equilibrium will be affected because of the of such environmental regulations uh, causing inefficiencies Uh, and uh, for people who are able to invest in uh, at this time of the year uh, in uh, in more efficient vessels or or who have invested in more efficient vessels uh, this is very important Uh, i mean for us you are aware that we have invest we are investing in uh, in for for 11 uh, ships which is a large number, basically 25% of our fleet, uh, with phase three vessels that uh, will be able to com- to, pro- to provide a competitive advantage in the following years. Uh, also, another parameter is that these uh, new environmental regulations uh, favor uh, fleets uh, with the Japanese vessels uh, because uh, before 2014. Uh, the ships that were producing in uh, Japan were generally more efficient compared to the ships uh, produced in uh, China. And so fleets with uh, Chinese vessels built until uh, uh, early 2010s uh, will, have, uh, will have a disadvantage uh, and they may, they, may, they may need to run with substantially lower steaming compared to uh, other ships built in Japan. Uh, also, vessels which uh, will be equipped with uh, scrubbers, uh, uh, as we know, uh, will have this uh, benefit. And this benefit will increase gradually because uh, from uh, the 1st of uh, uh, January 2025, uh, also Mediterranean Sea will be uh, a NECA area. So the profit f- that we can uh, take from scrubbers uh, will be expanded. Uh, Uh, We need to understand that uh, coming into this era, the new era of these greenhouse gas emission regulations, uh, the valuations of the fleet of the vessels uh, and the operational uh, uh, and the capability of the vessels will be related to their operational performance, their environmental performance. So uh, the the companies must differentiate uh, on the respect in order to be antagonistic. Uh, if we go to the next slide uh, we, we can see a number of uh, let's say, a number of uh, key points about uh, safe bulkgas. Uh, the important is that uh, uh, the shareholders uh, uh, public shareholders are fully aligned with uh, our management because the management owns 40% of the company. Uh, the fleet of our, uh, our fleet has been built basically, in top yards uh, with our own supervision, most of the times in Japanese uh, yards. We have a fleet expansion program uh, with uh, in, in aggregate uh, 11 ships. Uh, five ships will come during 2023. Our loan to value, the, the loan to value of the company is 35%, which is very comfortable for any expansion of or for, for any uh, opportunistic uh, for any opportunity that may arise. We have a dividend yield of 8, 8.1%. And we have uh, contract revenues of about 327 million. And uh, strong liquidity, which give us always this flexibility to act very quickly. Uh, our fleet consists of 44 vessels. Uh, presently 12, Panamax 7, Camstramax, and 17, uh, Post-Panamax, and 8, Capes. We have recently expanded in uh, last year in the cape market, taking certain uh, uh, number of secondhand capes, uh, most of which are already charted for two to three years. So the company is enjoying contract revenue from these capes uh, without being affected from the low market of the the capes. (coughs) Uh, As we said, of course, the quality of construction is very important, uh, and uh, 80% of our fleet is uh, Japanese built. Uh, OPEX uh, is very important, and uh, we can uh, reduce OPEX because we have good sister vessels. Uh, and uh, by, let's say, by the end of uh, uh, du- during this environmental regulations, we will have uh, uh, basically 12 eco vessels, which were ordered back in 2013 and were delivered uh, in the previous decade. And uh, we'll also have 11 uh, ships uh, phase uh, three. Uh, which will be substantially more efficient and uh, basically will be the best ships in the market. The company has uh, already uh, installed in in 2022 uh, uh, scrubbers in 18 vessels, and uh, by the end of 2023, we'll have 23 vessels uh, with scrubbers, and uh, basically installation is uh, uh, always uh, in the most uh, heavy-consuming vessels, so we'll take the maximum advantage the best return on the investment. We also have environmental up- upgrades and we have already done uh, environmental upgrades in seven of our vessels uh, during 2022 and 21 21 vessels will be upgraded during 2023 uh, we won't, we say all this because basically most of all our fleet basically a part of our two three vessels will not go to dry dock. Uh, will either be uh, eco ships or phase three ships or upgraded ships with uh, higher environmental efficiency and basically this means that uh, uh, these ships will be able to compete on the basis of uh, new environmental regulations. Uh, the average age of our fleet is 10.5 uh, years. And uh, because we are selling and uh, buying new vessels, uh, they, uh, we expect that this average age will be, main, will be maintained constant in the next two years. Um, all, ships, all our ships have been equipped with ballast water treatment systems, so basically, we, we, I mean, this investment has uh, finished uh, we still go to, we still uh, using the eight, uh, the investment for scrubbers. So we, we still have uh, uh, five scrubbers to feed. Uh, and uh, we have this upgrading program of 21 vessels. And uh, as we said, about half of the fleet will be either echo or uh, phase three basis. If we go to the next slide, Uh, we cooperate with uh, major charters, well known, and uh, this gives us the security of our cash flows when we have uh, period time uh, charters. And uh, this is the basis of our uh, chartering policy to charter in a low market uh, in the spot, and uh, and uh, in the, in uh, we can start uh, when well, we have this opportunity for longer periods with these names that can uh, uh, that can uh, uh, that, that me secure the uh, our cash flows. If we go to the next slide, uh, here we show our uh, fleet expansion. We show uh, our extensive new build program that we have already taken delivery the the two phase three vessels in uh, 2022 and uh, we will have seven vessels by 2023, 10 by 2024 and 11 by 2025. I need to say here that it's quite challenging to order new ships, uh, phase three new ships, because uh, another concern has been risen recently. It's uh, about uh, transitional fuels so we need to understand what will be the fuel that, that will prevail in the future. Uh, but uh, I, our company was able to make these orders uh, at very attractive prices uh, back in 2019, 20, 2020. Uh, and uh, this gives the opportunity to have a young model fleet and uh, not wait to get To to see what will be the result of uh, the transitional fuels, uh, which will be probably decided in the next few years. Uh, If we go to the next slide, uh, we see here in more detail our uh, uh, cash flows uh, what is our cash and uh, how we are using it. Uh, Sorry. Uh, the scrap value of our fleet is uh, 390 million, uh, the debt is about uh, 447 uh, million. Uh, and uh, basically, 100 million is uh, unsecured debt uh, by a bond or at 295. So the company has uh, quite uh, low leverage, as we said, 35% consolidated leverage. and. Um, uh, one uh, fourth of it is uh, uh, with fixed interest rate of 2.95. If we go to the next uh, slide, uh, we see here the liquidity and uh, what is the pa- the capex. Uh, so we have paid advances for our next uh, new builds, 61 uh, million. The the capex uh, all together is uh, uh, the, the remaining is 250. Uh, 54 million for uh, the new builds, but the company already has substantial cash and drone boring credit facilities, which uh, makes the ability to finance the program very easily without any additional uh, leverage. If we go to the next slide, we saw here our uh, dividend policy, which was stable over the last year, and. Um, Basically, because uh, the market was uh, corrected, uh, we see that uh, the dividend yield has increased sub- substantially. And this uh, may give uh, one opportunity, uh, one good entering point uh, to our investors or to people who would like to invest in our company. Uh, we also have a, an active uh, common share buyback program by the company and have already repurchased just 2.8 million uh, shares. We go to the next slide. We say a few things about. Uh, uh, our in, uh, about uh, investing rational uh, in some budgets. We have uh, a low leverage. We have liquidity, a strong balance, clean operation, contracted revenue, uh, which uh, gives uh, uh, makes uh, our financial uh, uh, flexibility substantial. Uh, we have a, a fleet that. Uh, uh, it's being renewed unlike some, uh, like most of our peers with 11 uh, the most efficient vessels. Uh, our fleet is uh, Japanese. Uh, we have a very highly experienced management team proven t- track record. Uh, we have substantial number of uh, scrubbers, 18 scrubbers plus five that have been stored uh, during 2023. Uh, we, we are focused on uh, ESC. Uh, we have forged relationship with our charters uh, lenders and capital markets in relation to ESG, uh, and we are active on the environmental transition uh, in order to understand better and quicker than the others uh, where the uh, where we should be heading. We have we're rewarding our shareholders with meaningful dividend and uh, we believe that the safe budget price is uh, attractive uh, at this point because uh, uh, it's uh, probably, I mean, if someone could make the actual calculations, we will uh, will consider that it's traded uh, substantially lower than the uh, net asset value. Uh, Here we show a few things about our ESG environmental social governance. Or our policies, uh, which there is no need to uh, to repeat, uh, and uh, our uh, Environment ESG report, which is published every year, uh, showing uh, our investments and our performance in uh, uh, in terms of uh, the environment. We believe that by completing this uh, uh, by, by completing this number of uh, uh, in investments, environmental investments, we will be able to upgrade the whole fleet substantially and be leaders in this area. Uh, if we go to the next slide, uh, is there something else that we need to show Yeah, Thank you very much uh, for this. Uh, that was uh, our presentation. And uh, uh, we hope that uh, we'll be able to have a chance to speak directly with our investors during the Capital Link uh, Forum in New York, which is uh, Uh, Meet I I think on the 20th of uh, March. Uh, And uh, we're happy to respond to any question uh, right now, or you may also contact us uh, through email and arrange conference calls uh, with each one of you and explain our rationale in more detail and you may ask additional questions. So thank you very much. And we would be forward to receive additional questions if you have
2: any. Lucas, if we could uh, move uh, forward to the Q&A. We have some uh, questions from the floor. (laughs) The uh, first one uh, says, uh, How do you think uh, the CII will affect commercially the dry bulk
1: vessels? Look, it is important to say that uh, CII is, is a, a, major, a major change in the behavior of uh, how companies will be active in the, in the future in the dry bucket in all sectors, basically, because we cannot uh, claim that we don't know what's happening with the environment. Uh, we all know that uh, most vessels, uh, we, I mean all vessels, we have to apply the 20% uh, reduction of uh, uh, load reduction if they are not compl- if, they, if they cannot comply with the existing regulations. So, uh, be, uh, some vessels will may, may be able to go with a slow steering in order to achieve this. Uh, but uh, as we move along, it's not what will happen in 2023, but uh, what will happen in the next three, four years, because uh, the development uh, and the rationale of chartering uh, the vessel will be completely different. Uh, maybe I, I strongly believe at a certain point of time, by having a very low rated vessel, you will not be able to visit uh, most, maybe after 2026, but you will not be able to visit uh, uh, many ports worldwide, so it will be restricted in trade. Our company will not have this problem.
2: Yeah, next uh, next question refers to the percentage of the dry bulk fleet, which is expected to comply with phase three regulations.
1: Yes. Uh, the the. I mean, as we saw in this table, uh, there is a large percentage that does not comply, and all these vessels will need to do uh, to to install uh, energy performance limiters, which basically need to install uh, limiters to limit their uh, ability to run into higher uh, uh, loads and speeds. Uh, for some, for most of the vessels, will not be a problem. But uh, if uh, there is a vessel which has a heavy consumption, that would be a problem because uh, uh, by by going to a very low you would be quite uh, uncompetitive. Uh, I think uh, we'll see substantial changes in the operational characteristics of the market, and uh, people uh, will uh, differentiate. And at least we try to differentiate on on the basis of environmental performance and uh, we'll see that uh, a, a two-tier market will be uh, developed that will uh, uh, boost companies that have invested in uh, environmental technologies and that will uh, uh, and that will uh, let's say uh, prevent other companies to be operational in uh, that have not invested in these uh, technologies. Okay,
2: next question refers to liquidity. Based on your liquidity, what is the investment strategy of safe SafeMarkers?
1: Uh, uh, look, the, this question is uh, very, is quite similar. I think we have communicated quite often uh, how we are investing. We, we have done the investments at this stage. We have done, uh, we have ordered the 11, uh, Phase three vessels. We have done. uh, We have uh, bought uh, certain younger vessels and sold older vessels. Uh, And uh, but we are not in a hurry to act right now because uh, uh, we need to understand uh, how what will be the technology uh, that will prevail in the future. There are so many things that uh, each one of us can have heard. Uh, methanol, ammonia, hydrogen, LNG—all these are uh, things that uh, may be considered. Uh, the advantage, compared to the other companies, uh, to, to our peers, is that uh, we have already invested. So we are not waiting for three, four years to see what will be uh, what will be the end result in order to do additional investments. Having said all this, it doesn't mean that we are not active in the forefront of technologies. We don't monitor and we don't uh, and we will not participate in any new ideas when they are developed.
2: We have uh, a question about the uh, Japanese-built vessels. What kind of premium on rates and resale value can you get on a Japanese vessel, via via a Chinese-built vessel in today's market?
1: Look, let's say something that uh, Compared to, I mean, the phase three vessel. I want to, to focus on the on the phase three vessel, which basically uh, burns four tons less fuel compared to another good market, a good vessel in the market. Uh, I'm not saying about Chinese or Japanese, but a quite competitive vessel because the, the phase three vessels are are, are, are new. So you just make the calculation just multiply let's say four tons times uh, the price of the uh, of the fuel and you will end up with what is a daily uh, additional uh, premium that you may get
2: next question relates to the preferreds is it possible to borrow today at lower than 8% rates and if so why not call the remaining preferreds
1: uh, look, uh, there's no need for us to, to do additional borrowing these days. Uh, but uh, when we were able to do that early, next, uh, early, early last year, we did it. So we have done our uh, investment, uh, our uh, uh, borrowing by having this uh, 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 this bond in the attic stock exchange, which is in the attic stock exchange at 295. I don't believe that uh, it's, it's a euro bond uh, 295 fixed and secured. I don't believe that someone can find something uh, similar in the market. Uh, of course, uh, today, the I mean, if you want to get a loan, you, uh, normally you need to have a I mean, uh, the, the, the spread uh, pr- plus the the, the so-called LIBOR, uh, so the, probably the calculation uh, of this uh, would be more than four percent. But uh, the company is, is in such a position, we have created such liquidity that it's not required to uh, to do additional borrowing uh, if not if if there's not specific uh, a need.
2: Also, Lucas, if I may add here, that we did a substantial leveraging in the last couple of years, putting down uh, prepayments of debt of more than 200 million. Mm-hmm. Also, we've uh, we redeemed 38 million, 38
0: million of uh, the preferred part. And also, the preferred part, the preferred uh, shares are per- per- perpetual It's equity, so you know it's not exactly fair to compare with uh, borrowings.
2: Okay, next, next question comes to the savings of the new vessels. Can you give us an idea of the savings, the new vessel, Vasos and climate respect have versus let's say a 10 year old Camsamax
1: or post Panamax? Hey, look, I told you just before, I mean it could be about 4 tons of savings per day of fuel compared to our other ships that we have in the market. So. It's a very com- competitive uh, advantage and uh, cannot be ignored by any charter because the charter is basically the total cost. It, uh, the the charter is what is the chartering cost plus uh, the fuel cost. So if you have the, uh, if the fuel cost is substantially lower, then uh, you can get uh, higher chartering uh, rates. And also, if I may add here that
2: uh, with the new environmental regulations kicking in, you know, like the EU ETS that is forthcoming, then uh, these advantages advantage of, uh, of uh, fuel savings would become increasingly important going forward.
1: <coughs> uh, just to make it to give you a, a, an idea, I mean, if a vessel uh, burns, let's say, 25 tons of uh, fuel per day, and uh, you multiply that by three by three times in order to go to CO2 emissions. You go to 75 tons of uh, CO2 emissions uh, per day. So the ETS uh, for the European Union ETS, which will start in 2024, and it will be 40% of the final amount. And then in 2025, it will be uh, 70%, and in 2026, will be 100%. I mean, this amount basically is what it is—the uh, 75 uh, times about uh, 82, uh, 82 uh, e- e- euros per euros. year. Yes, which is uh, right now. So uh, it is very—I uh, mean—the business that uh, will not. I mean, the, the older vessels and the less efficient vessels basically will not be able to, to come to Europe without substantial penalties.
2: Next question relates to the asset uh, side, are there plans to sell more older vessels? Are, are there plans to sell more older vessels?
1: Look, uh, we always uh, have plans to sell other vessels uh, based on, uh, uh, on the charter market and on, on the price that we have achieved. We are not in a hurry because all our vessels are quite uh, advanced. Uh, as we said, we have basically Japanese fleet, so uh, the vessels comply with present regulations. Uh, but eventually, when the time comes and if the market permits and even, even get a good premium on the sale of the vessel, we would prefer to sell some older vessels and order some new vessels or even by younger second fund vessels as we did in the past.
2: Next question about the dividend ratio. Will SB dividend payout ratio increase in the short term? Why should someone invest in SB? Uh,
1: what we did in the past is uh, that uh, we decided not to, uh, to increase the payout ratio uh, because, uh, or to change the dividend policy. Uh, Not because we are not ourselves shareholders of SB and we take benefit of of such an increase and we are the largest shareholders, but because uh, we wanted to to direct a large portion of our uh, uh, free cash flows towards uh, the new investments. So we believe that as uh, the company is able to invest, to, to take delivery of the next vessels without uh, leveraging uh, the company substantially. Uh, and uh, as uh, uh, what we believe the operational characteristics of a new environmental era will prevail, uh, the, profili- the profitability of the company in the future will be uh, such that will permit uh, an additional in uh, the dividend. But, uh, It's not something
2: that we are we are seeing right now. Uh, There is uh, one question: What is your view on the dry mark uh, on the dry market going forward? I can uh, I can take that up. As we mentioned on our presentation, we we expect that the dry mark uh, demand will go only by one percent within the twenty twenty three. We That's a combination of factors, mainly relating to the, uh, to the dry milk uh, falling more than uh, 20% in the first uh, 10 days of 2023 and the uh, Chinese New Year being uh, really early this year in a, in a week or so. And of course, the, the seasonality, but uh, on, the long, uh, on the longer front, we do have some, uh, some good news to expect. Uh, we expect uh, that the Australia coal ban will be lifted eventually, and so the coal imports uh, will increase. We, we have seen the 0 code, uh, COVID policy be lifted uh, gradually in China, which means that uh, that is good news for the dry bulk. And uh, we've also witnessed that uh, the Chinese policy officials have set us a priority to to uh, to push for economic recovery within 2023, uh, and uh, you know using uh, all uh, all economic uh, tools out there like uh, proactive fiscal policy. They already announced and uh, 150 billion of uh, stimulus directed uh, to their real estate. Uh, you know, to the real estate uh, sector, and uh, they've also uh, recommended their uh, Belt and Road uh, Initiative uh, uh, investments, which is also boosting, uh, of course, uh, those investments in the infrastructure. Overall. Uh, we, we do expect that the iron trade, uh, though, will be flat compared to 2022. And uh, you know, minor, uh, minor bulks and grains will be will be at the point of uh, two and three percent increase within the 2023. Uh, that's uh, that's about uh, it. Uh, we have no more questions from the floor. I don't know if you uh, would uh, like to to finish with a closing statement. We have like four minutes. Mm-hmm.
0: Well, you've got a very good uh, set of questions, uh, Thanassi. So it has been uh, a great discussion so far. So, if you have any closing statement, otherwise we will. uh,
1: uh... Okay. Thank Uh, you. um... Is it a question? No, no, no. Okay. So, thank you for participating in this uh, event. And we'd like to thank also Nicolas Nicholas for this uh, facilitation in this uh, uh, presentation. Uh, As I said, we're we're working here continuously to make make, uh, value for our shareholders. Uh, Our interests are fully aligned. We have the best. uh, The chips that we have ordered are the best in the market today. Uh, This will be shown in the future. Uh, do not hesitate to send any question or to arrange uh, through, our, uh, through our Capital Link or directly to us uh, any conference call, uh, to be to get additional information. And uh, of course, we'll be happy to see you during the uh, Capital Link in New York. It will be uh, that the whole team will be present there and we'll, uh, we would like to see uh, to explain our uh, strategies. Uh, hoping, of course, that uh, the low. Uh, hoping that the low the low supply of vessels uh, at certain point of time will pay and the market will be substantially higher in the future. Thank you.
0: Thank you, uh, Lucas. Thank you, Konstantinos. And uh, thank you, Thanasis. And uh, as a reminder, this session will be archived and available for replay upon demand. So thank you very, very much to all of you.
1: Thank you. Thank you.